Hello, fellow Marxists. Welcome to another episode of the Marxism Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Jarrett, and today I am joined by a great friend, the great, well-sculpted Adonis Jeremy Wright. And today we are going to be talking about green roofs. And I think this is very fitting since this is Earth Week, and I believe Earth Day is the 22nd. And uh, Jeremy, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Very excited. Yeah, great. Um, I guess to first kick things off, uh, what are green roofs? Uh, so in simplest form, um, a green roof is pretty much bringing life to uh, an urban roof. Um, and basically, it's trying to connect nature to an urban landscape by simply uh, bringing living matter um, on top of the roof. And so we're, right now, we're actually just looking at one of our Zinco's kind of basic extensive green roof products. Uh, and what we're looking at is basically just a sedum mat with a nice mixture of uh, different sedum flowers within it and then uh, within a plastic tray. So it's as simple as just putting, you know, green living matter on top of roofs. Okay. And uh, what we're looking at, as Jeremy actually just explained, he brought in a... Uh, what's the word? Yeah, you can probably just call it a tray, actually, a plastic tray. It's, yeah. Uh, manufactured by Zinco, and within it is just a really, really shallow soil uh, substrate level, about two inches, uh, and then just sedums growing on top of it. Yeah, and uh, I will post this on Instagram, Facebook, and all that for the viewers to see so they can get an idea of it since we don't have any video here. Uh, so how... It obviously requires water. How do you prevent flooding from roofs, as an example? So basically, um, and a little bit of history about Zinco. So Zinco is a it's a German company um, that just recently came to Canada within the last uh, ten years. Um, and basically, what they focus on, um, and they build the green roof system from the ground up. So it starts with uh, a waterproofing membrane, which is Again, a patented Zinco product that they've developed to make sure it's completely impermeable to pretty much anything. Uh, and you start with uh, the waterproofing membrane. And then, as you can see here, and we're just looking at a little brochure that Zinco has provided. Uh, but it starts with the waterproofing membrane. On top of that, you'd have your root barrier, which is preventing any of the roots uh, growing through you know, onto the roof. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you have your moisture retention uh, and re protection mat, which is basically the sponge part of the system, which is soaking up the water, retaining any excess water that isn't uh, hydrating the plants and kind of keeps it within the system. So if there was a drought or a long delay of rain, the, the roots still have access to some water, right? Mm-hmm. From the uh, moisture retention mat, you go up, or retention mat, you go up to uh, the drainage layer, which again allows the overflow of any excess water that's not soaked up uh, from the system, and then uh, the growing medium, which is uh, recycled mineral and organic um, ingredients that pretty much are engineered to make sure these, you know, these basic sedums and flowers are going to grow regardless of the environment, and then on top of that, you have your plant material. Um, and typically the plant material that we would be using is from a company called Sedum Master, which is actually in, in Ontario. And they do a really, really good job of growing these uh, really large sedum mats that are prefabricated into a woven 
uh, mesh layer, and then that's put on top of the the green green roof. That's very very cool. When did green roofs first start? So you know, actually, uh, one of the first green roofs would be that they can kind of date back to is the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. That's kind of where the science of it all began. But in um, probably within the last, you know, 60, 60, 70 years, it really picked up in Europe. So Germany was ahead of the game. They started to recognize the economic benefits uh, and environmental benefits of these green roofs and uh, the systems. And so they started really uh, focusing on it in the late 50s, 1960s. Uh, and then Europe kind of exploded with them. And now it's just starting to kind of go global. And within the Canadian climate uh, or in, sorry, uh, market, it's, you know, last 20 years it's been around. But it's really just starting to pick up steam now. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. That's a long time ago someone came up with that. Yeah. And what uh, you mentioned, the environmental benefits, what are some of them? So basically, um, and I'd like to start by talking about like the aesthetics of a green roof. Uh, what we're looking at right now is really, really lush plant material um, that when you bring it into an urban environment, it it really is aesthetically pleasing, right? So there's a lot of studies talking about the um, mental benefits of green space in urban environments. Because if you look at the landscape of Toronto, it's a bit of a concrete wasteland. Not much green going on there. But with green roofs, there's so much potential to bring, you know, the environment into our urban landscape. And so aesthetically, it's it's very beautiful stuff having just really lush growing plants on top of your roofs. That's the one benefit. Uh, economically speaking, most of the incentives towards having a green roof would be your energy savings. So when you think of putting um, a green roof on top of your roof, and that we're just looking at an extensive system, there's really two types of roofs. There's extensive, which is you know a growing medium or a substrate level of two inches, anything under six inches. And then you have your intensive roofs, which can be substrate levels of about 12 inches. And that's where the real uh, energy savings can be found. Because when you put soil and plants on top of a roof, um, the system soaks up all the environmental elements of sun, wind, uh, and rain, right? So now, instead of the concrete having to absorb the heat and the wind mm. and the rain, this green roof system takes all the brunt forces. So the sun doesn't hit the, the roof or the roof of the building. So the, the building itself starts to cool down. Uh, the wind, uh, you know, the, the plants are going to take everything from the wind and most importantly, the storm water. So in Toronto, and you can see that in a lot of municipalities as well, there's a lot of flooding going on. When a rain happens, um, municipalities are having trouble keeping up to storm water management. So what these roofs, real uh, economic incentive is to soak up the water for storm water management. So in some of our intensive green roof uh, units, we soak up 100% of the water that falls on top of it. So now, instead of that water hitting the concrete, splashing off, going down into the streets, into the sewer systems that are already getting, you know, over flooded, that water is retained entirely in the green roof system. So that's where the real incentive is for these guys. That is absolutely crazy. Yeah. I didn't even think about the effects on the buildings so much as in yeah. uh, helping the 
architectural structure. Almost. Absolutely. Or yeah, the cooling, as you said. Uh, what about carbon dioxide? How much? Yeah. How much would it absorb? So, what actually got me into green roofs? Uh, my final semester uh, in university, I wanted to do a research project on the carbon sequestering capabilities of green roofs, and we were looking at basic sedum. Um, plant composition and wanted to figure out, okay, so if there's a dollar value of carbon being sequestered, is there a subsidy that would be available to make these uh, green roofing units a little bit more uh, cheaper for, you know, everyday household. And what we found, we were really just running off data from a study, uh, Michigan State University. Um, the dollar value of what was being soaked up by these mats was, you know, it was a, accounting for a couple hundred bucks a year if you have it fully at full capacity for the entire summer. So the carbon, yeah, it's absolutely soaking up carbon. Plants are the our best natural defense to carbon dioxide and our, our greenhouse gas emissions. Um, but in terms of a dollar value, it's not as much as you'd think based on what they're pricing carbon at right now in Canada, mm. but these things soak up everything. It's such a great air filtration unit too, right? So, um, especially in the cities, which are, you know, can be quite toxic air quality. Yeah. The, this is the, the best defense about against, uh, recycling our air. So what they're really finding is the improved air quality surrounding these green spaces that are popping up all over Toronto, which is great, right? And the other uh, kind of uh, economic benefit I forgot to mention was this urban heat island effect, which is basically with all the concrete and the, the new buildings in Toronto, you, everything's starting to heat up, right? Concrete uh, retains a lot of heat and it bounces off mm -hmm. heat that it's kind of doubling up, right? So you can find... Even within, uh, it could be like a 10 degree uh, difference between the urban area compared to the countryside around it. So these green roof systems do a really good job of mitigating that urban heat island effect. So much so that a, uh, an intensive unit on a uh, you know eight story building can reduce the temperature around that building by two degrees. Right. So it's quite substantial what these guys are doing for the environment. Right. Does two degrees actually make a huge impact on a building? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. in terms of the energy costs, and again, these the buildings within, you know, so if you're anywhere from six stories up to twelve stories, something like that, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot more uh, savings than you would a 20, 20 story building. But with these intensive units on top of these buildings, the whole building's envelope is sealed a lot better, right? Because now they've got the soil on top, so it acts as a really, really good envelope for that building. So now, now there's not heat coming into the building because it's not taking as much sunlight. Mm -hmm. And then the cooling that you're spending within the building is actually retained a lot better because you've got a bigger uh, membrane on the outside of your building. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do these green roofs, can they be grown on angular roofs as well because i yeah. imagine a lot of them are on flat roofs from what yeah. i uh have looked up at least yeah absolutely so that's uh that the residential market's kind of untapped right now to be honest because it's quite costly putting it on a on a slope roof zinco's got an incredible um patented technology though that can make it up to about 40 degree slope and it does a really, really good job of retaining the soil because obviously you're worried worried with this, with the slope slope roof that the soil is going to start running off. Uh, but Zinco's technologies, 
I can show you some of the pictures of the roofs that are being sure. done, but it's it's incredible, like some of the angles that some of the stuff is getting put on. And as you can see there, that's actually the the Guelph um, University of Guelph. Yeah, University of Guelph bike yeah. path, uh, or sorry, the uh, the bike shelter that was a Zinco project. And again, that project was primarily used to show the effects of stormwater management. Okay. Yeah. That is wild, and it's actually quite pretty looking. It doesn't look utilitarian almost you no, know not at all that I, and that's that's the whole theme around green roofs is incorporating nature into an urban environment yeah yeah especially you think about cities and you think about urban areas you know over half the world's population lives in an urban area why not bring nature into it to make it that much more enjoyable as well as carry along the economic benefits of energy savings cooling our temperatures as well as managing our stormwater yeah. so the the benefits are endless to these things that's why i'm pursuing a career in it <laughs> yeah no kidding it was weird one of my questions was going to be you know along the lines of in wolf of wall street where he says sell me this pen i was going to say sell me a green roof and uh you're doing a pretty good job right now of it. i'd hope so i have to do it full time yeah. in a couple of weeks so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, it's the the one thing with green roofs, and that's why it's such a good time for people to start thinking about um, implementing green roof technologies on commercial buildings is the cost, obviously. So if you're looking at redoing just an, a, a basic commercial flat roof, just an asphalt and tar top, you're looking around $100 per square meter. If you're going to do a Zinco roof, you're going to be looking to $150 to $200 per square meter. So it is quite, it's a, it's the initial upfront investment is it's, it's substantial, right? Compared to just doing a basic roof. Sure. So that's why Toronto in 2010 passed a bylaw, basically any new construction within Toronto that's six stories or higher requires green space on it, which is amazing for the city of Toronto. It started, I think Washington was one of the first that had one um, and New York City is very well ahead of the curve with green roofs as well. Um, but it's becoming a requirement now. So there's subsidies available. And the other thing that's available is, uh, for productive green roofs. So if you're going to put a green roof on, there's nothing stopping you from harvesting produce from it. So a lot of urban gardens are starting to pop up and Zinco is actually kind of starting to switch their focus from just extensive green roofs, uh, to productive green roofs, because we're getting, get a, going to get to a point with population growth, which as you know, is it's it's pretty mm -hmm. pretty scary. We're gonna need to make our cities a little bit more productive. We're losing a lot of farmland uh, with the sprawl and uh, you know all this development happening within Ontario. Uh, that we're gonna have to be starting to utilize those rooftops to make our food and you know produce is such an important part of our daily life and the ability to grow produce close to home is gonna be essential in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. That was actually going to be my next question. Uh, so how is it difficult to maintain these roofs? I imagine that it, that it's going to require some people to, uh, well, that's a good them. question. Um, basically you want to, the idea behind Zinco's technology is that it's low maintenance because we focus, you know, and Zinco comes at a premium, um, because it's so well engineered because we don't want people to be having to spend time on maintenance our idea is well it's not my idea but zinco's idea is that you plant once and that's it 
Whereas, you know, you have these cheaper competitors that we're seeing that are coming out with yes, cheaper quality, uh, maybe a little bit easier to put up, but you have to spend a lot of time on the maintenance. And what Zinco focuses on is the strength and the nutrients in the soil so the plants really can just grow as they would in a natural environment in outside of an urban area. So you, the maintenance can be, you know, you, you do have to come back and check on it. But other than that, you should be able to plant it once and then never have to plant it again. And that's why it's kind of a hard question when customers ask, how long is this going to last us? And we say, well, it should last you for life, right? That's the idea behind it. Because okay. it's just a natural environment that, you know, is going to go with the ebbs and flows of nature and, hopefully grow. Mm -hmm. uh, but what about in a residential area where they don't want to grow food on the roof and they do need to maintain it? Uh, and let's say there's plants falling over covering their windows. That's still going to be required, right? Yeah. So that would be similar to, um, you know, like your landscape maintenance. So a lot of the contractors that we would be dealing with with residential properties Within their contract contract of installation, there's a maintenance schedule coming back, uh, you know, year over year if they need to come back and check on the the roofs. Mm -hmm. And would you say Toronto's at the forefront of this in Canada? I would say so, yeah, for sure. Um, the, I know that uh, Montreal is starting to pick up as well, and Vancouver. I think Zinco's had some success in, but. The real market is uh, Toronto right now. And there's such a great community of sustainable building uh, technologies out there right now. It's incredible. I was just at a show in December. I think it was the home building show in Toronto. And the amount of technology that's coming out for green infrastructure is just outstanding. And I think Toronto really is at the forefront of it. So that's the market that we're focusing on um, and hopefully branch out. Yeah, I was going to say... I'm vancouver i imagine would get a lot more yeah success in a way but and that's yeah. the problem right with the european climate it's a little bit easier to be growing plants you know all year round so canadian climate it's a very specific type of plant that's gonna survive that harsh winter and that's why sedums are the focus because they're really hardy plant mm -hmm. um and they they're drought resistant right so you can go a few weeks without water it's not going to yeah. die off on you and it's perennial so it's always going to come back the year next year okay so depending on the climate you of course would have to use different plants yeah uh on that guelph uh bike cover that you yeah. showed me it looked like it was grass is it grass or is yes it sedum? yes so there's sedums mixed in with that but then it's oh. um grass as well and you know what's interesting actually so uh, depending on where our installation is going to be going in. So, for example, we have a, a project up in Muskoka. So the plant species that we're going to be planting up in Muskoka is going to be entirely different than the plant species that we're going to be planting in Toronto. That latitude change is really, really important to what species uh, we'd be planting. And Zinco is actually doing a really good job right now of researching what plants are surviving and what um environment so even at actually out of the office they have a bunch of you know mock roofs with different species of plants and figuring out which one's succeeding the most hmm. that's pretty crazy because it's it's like a three-hour drive but it's not actually that far in the grand scheme no, of things no and it you know exactly it doesn't feel like it'd be that much different but the plant species that are going to thrive in that environment are going to be different than what would be thriving in the toronto environment so Push comes to shove, it's all going to be sedums, realistically, in Canada. 
we also have uh, a plug system, right? So instead of just doing a mat over top, we're individually planting the the flowers and uh, plants within it. And that's it. It grows. It's it's pretty. It's very very pretty because you have a lot of variety with it too. But then again, the the plants that we choose to plant are specific to the area. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. What? Uh, and I guess that would also have an effect on what uh, food you could grow. Yeah. On the roofs, depending on the climate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, obviously the climate and. Yeah, know. absolutely. And that's where my interest really lies is the productive cities bit. Because um, one, if you're going to put an extensive roof on, which is, again, that low substrate level, it's your cheapest, most cost-effective green roof system, you're really not getting the energy savings that you would with an intensive roof, which, or an intensive roof system, which is that 12-inch uh, substrate level. So I really think that if you're going to put a green roof up, it's got to, it should be an intensive unit. And if you're going to put a green roof up, you might as well make it productive, right? So... There's a lot more research coming out on what type of urban agriculture potential Toronto has. Uh, Trent University, actually Zinco did a, uh, an urban farm there on top of the University of Trent. And it's got classes running full time out of it, teaching students how to properly, properly cultivate produce in an urban environment. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, what Can you mix that in with solar panels? Yeah. Because a lot of people obviously want solar roofs as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, absolutely. So Zinco's got, again, patent technology uh, that pretty much combines the both of both of best world or best of both worlds. Sorry about that. Um, and basically, because, again, uh, solar panels, you can see a tangible saving, right? And you're getting your money back quicker than you would be with a green roof. But you really, you know, you can never replace the power of plants. You know, as much as a solar panel is going to be a little bit more energy efficient for you. The, the carbon sequestering capabilities, um, you know, the air filtration, the hurt heat island urban effect, that negates the benefits of getting a solar panel over a green roof. So, And what we're finding is people want the best of both worlds, right? So mm. if they can have some green space as well as some solar panels, then they're winning in both regards. Yeah, definitely kill uh, two birds with one stone. Exactly, or, right? Well, kind of two stones, yeah, but yeah. Two stones, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else you want to add on that I might have missed? No, I think think it's just important that most of us start to be a little bit more conscious of, you know, how uh, we are building up our cities and, you know, the the construction that we see on a daily basis, uh, if it's sustainable and if it's going to be a long-term fit for humans in urban environment. And I think that's why I'm so interested in, uh, getting the word great word of green roofs out there because I think everybody can benefit from a green roof one way or another. Yeah, definitely. And I find it pretty uh, crazy how you said every building six stories or above there it is required. Yeah. By law to now have a some sort of green space. Yeah, absolutely. So Toronto is it's great to hear that your city's supporting something like that, right? Yeah. Um. And yeah, so this is you can actually start seeing them pop up. You know, over the last two summers, if you're in a large bill or a tall building in Toronto, you've seen these green roofs start popping up um, and they're getting a lot more creative and uh, it's, it's some really beautiful technology to be honest. So it'll be exciting to see what the future holds for Toronto. Yeah, definitely. And is there anywhere uh, people can find Zinco, uh, you for other questions maybe? 
Yeah, absolutely. So zinco.ca, uh, that's the Canadian um, side of the business. Uh, we also have a lot of videos on YouTube. Some of the projects that Zinco's done is world renowned. And uh, I would I would really highly recommend people to just Google Zinco and uh, see what you like. Yeah, I can add that in the uh, the website on the caption That'd for you awesome. guys. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, That's it was very, great having me out there, cool. Mark. Thanks for coming on. That I a lot of stuff I didn't actually know about it. Yeah, I hope I didn't ramble too much. That was my first podcast. So. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. That was great. Come on any other time. Hopefully I'll be back. Of course. All right. So if you want to join the movement the cult, the revolution that is the Marxism podcast and lifestyle. All you need to do is pledge allegiance to me. And you can do that by following, sharing, commenting, rating, liking, subscribing, and maybe writing a review uh, and do all that stuff, which only takes a few seconds and it will all be appreciated. And I will add, uh, as I said before, Zinco's information onto the caption and uh, everyone have a great earth week and earth day. In the meantime, I hope you search uh, Zinco Green Roofs and Jeremy, and we are out of here. Awesome.